0: spinners lit pinball podcast i'm your host spencer and tonight's episode is episode 47 spring thaw and with me is uh guys in the round table dan hey what's up and engineer mark what's up hey guys been about a month and uh got a lot going on spring thaw warm weather pinball shows what do you guys been up to what do you got going
1: well, what we got going on in Reno is we got a tournament happening tomorrow I uh, Press Start. We have 30 people signed up. I'm hoping everybody can make it. Uh, our player limit is 32 players. Uh, so there are a couple of people that had to uh, drop out and we're hoping we can get maybe two more uh, that want to just join just by walking through the door. But it's going to be a real fun tournament. We're going to have eight rounds. Uh, it's going to be a seven, five, three, one scoring format, uh, which is going to be, um, basically one game per round. And, uh, we're going to have fun playing a variety of games and try to get as many as we can in that lineup. And I know that Dan, you're going coming down here tomorrow.
2: Yeah. We got like five guys, I think who are going to be rolling up to Reno from Sacramento. So yeah, we should have a really, really good turnout. I'm excited. And, and that's
1: a first too, because uh, we never had anybody come down for a Reno tournament from Sacramento. So we're excited that you can come down and join us.
2: Yeah. I think I joined in one of your guys's Tuesday nights and that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, once we heard about this, it was sort of like, you know, it's not super convenient <laughs> on a Sunday, but you know what? It doesn't seem like it's anything that I would uh, want to miss. You're right about that. Uh, we kind of, Schedule it that way
1: just because it gives you enough time to come down from Sacramento and uh, pe- people have things they're doing in the morning usually. So it was just kind of the right time to have it later afternoon. Now, we have no idea how late it's going to go to. But generally, when we did the Tuesday night tournaments, they lasted an hour and a half for four rounds. So if everything goes smoothly, we're going to have probably no more than four hours for eight rounds of pinball depending on people we have. So it's going to be, it, it all is deciding on that. And hopefully we don't have any technical problems or things that will slow things down, but we know that always happens in tournaments. It's pinball. Gonna, yeah, that's pinball. Right. And we're going to get, we're hoping that we'll have all those games up to par uh, by today and tomorrow. I know Kevin and uh, Jim are really working on it to get those games tip top shape so that they're ready to go for Sunday but it's going to be a fun time. It's our first weekend tournament we haven't that we've had since COVID before we had the shutdown of everything. So it's going to be a nice time to hang out with friends and and uh,
2: have a great time. So looking forward to it. Yeah, the lineup is unbelievable. The facility is is best for this kind of thing. Uh, we're going to have a really good time. So if you are in Reno or Reno adjacent. You're not gonna hear this until after we're done, but you should definitely check in at press start uh, to see what kind of activities they have going on because it's super, super fun. And it's real low cost to entry too. So the stakes are pretty low, the competition's fierce, uh, but everybody's laid back about it. I think it's uh, well worth your time. It is still a IFPA sanctioned tournament.
1: So it is up, uh, of course, in the public uh, area of uh, IFPA site. And uh, you can get Whoppers. Actually, you might get about maybe six if you win first place. So it's not bad for just one tournament. And uh, like I said, we have a variety of games. If you want to check it out, you can go on Pinball Map and then just search for Press Start Reno. And it will have all the games listed in there. And uh, we're going to try to have a variety with uh, some EMs and and older solid states, some that you've never played before, like Electra and mystic those probably will be in the lineup and then of course we got some new ones that we just got in we got a godzilla premium and we also received an avengers premium that just came in about a w- couple weeks ago so it's exciting that we have new games as well and we keep rotating it in and then in and out i know uh, that pretty soon we're gonna get the funhouse 2.0 but it probably won't be until after golden state because that is coming, and of course, we're going to be talking about that later in the show, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see this, because if we do get 30 people or 32, it'll be the largest tournament that we've had in Reno with that many people.
0: The Avengers, that's the uh, Infinity Quest, right?
1: That's correct. It's the Avengers Infinity Quest, which is a great shooting game.
0: Yeah, it is. What'd
1: you guys take out? So let's see, uh, we took out star Wars, which we used to have in there and guardians, but we now have 19 machines there. So we added two of those games and kept everything else there. We still have heist as well. So if you ever wanted to get a chance to play a P3 multimorphic, it's there as well. Is everything going to be in the tournament field or are we doing selected titles? It's going to be selected titles for the main reason so that there's space between the machines so that nobody is crowded together when they're playing. We we prefer to have it so that it's uh, every other machine will be in that lineup. But yeah, we, that might makes switch, sense. we might switch it, though, uh, after four rounds and then uh, have different games in there. And, it, of course, it all depends. If something goes wrong, we're going to have to have, have something substitute it. Guns and Roses right now is not working the way it should. We got some, pro- some problem with the board. It's showing up on the screen and it's kind of distracting for players. And it was not working really well last night when I tried it out. Um, we had a, uh, a friend of mine, Michael Lafrida, who now lives in Missouri, but uh, his hometown was Reno and he had his wedding. And uh, after the reception, they had a party over at Press Start so that was fun, and I got to play all the games to see how they were and and hang out with people from the reception. It was a really fun time. Man, I'm disappointed. I'm counting on that Guns and Roses to be some easy points for me. I know. Maybe it will get working, but right now uh, it's not working as it should be, and it probably is not tournament ready.
0: Well, you have uh, Cactus Canyon.
1: We have Cactus Canyon. We have an issue with one of the switches, which we might not put it in there which makes the scoring very unfair, but there's a bonus as far as the, uh, combo shots, there's a switch that gets stuck. So it goes, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, and it keeps going and you can get like 20 million. Uh, so it's probably not going to be in there unless they fix that switch.
0: Yeah, because Dan just almost rolled that game over when we were up to begin oh, the last was, time. He
2: was crushing it on that game. Yeah, yeah but a good game It too. worked when I was beating it. <laughs> it, <laughs> it did. Not, it yeah. was legit. You didn't be acting like have there's have no, no malfunction. That was a game of you, my life.
0: You, you probably broke it, man. You were killing that. No, thing. you had
2: there, <laughs> that game
1: was working perfectly when you were playing it, Dan. But uh, when I played it and got that high score which I think you still are beyond me, but uh, it was because the the bonus or the,
2: uh, sorry, the combo switch was stuck. I don't even think I'm up there anymore. I think several people have just blown by me. There's some super legit players up in Reno. Like you guys guys have got it going on these days. We have some good players. Yeah.
1: And what I think is really awesome is we get a lot of new players. So the more new players we get, if they can rack up five tournaments under their belt, then they can be then rated in the IFPA points for the Whoppers. So it, that's always a plus. You know, it's a half a point for each person who is rated to add well, to that tournament value. Well, I don't want don't to alarm
2: you, but I'm bringing Rick. I know. And I saw bring, what his and ranking we're, was. And, <laughs> we're bringing Al, and we're bringing Alex. Yep. And Mike Hosier, uh, he's no slouch. No, he's a good player. That's and what's great about it. We got some Shannon good players. Is, Shannon's super solid. Me and Shannon are any given Sunday guys. So, you nice. know, we're, we're 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 bringing some killers and me. So, so you know, Sacktown, Elk Grove, we're coming to represent Folsom. Bring it at the burbs, suburbs in the house. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that
1: you're going to do really well. And but it's going to be good competition. We got some good Reno players too. So, It'll be awesome.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great one. If you if you can be there or if you are, if you do listen to us and you're going to be there, uh, we can't wait to see it. It's going to be fantastic. And again, I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the next show. But if you live in the Reno area join in. It's good fun.
0: Right on. Yeah, no, that's, well, if people show up there and they're like, oh, what's you know, they go to, you know, have a drink with friends in the bar and yeah, they got these cool video games and pinball machines and people go, oh, what's it? Oh, there's a tournament. It's like, oh, I'm going to get in on this, you know, or I want to learn more about it. You know, you open it up for people to go, oh, okay. You guys have a league you have tournaments. That's cool.
1: And that's, what's great about Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, Allows that to happen where we have it weekly. So we always get new players and uh, the curiosity of people wanting to play and say, hey, how does this work? A lot of people become really good players after they play a couple of tournaments because they start getting dedicated to being a better player.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the thing with competition. Pinball is I think uh, a lot of people. Are just like, oh, I mean, what? A pinball tournament, a pinball league? Like, how does that work? It's all random. And it's like, well, the great thing about pinball is, yeah, there's plenty of randomness. There's definitely a, you know, things go your way aspect to it. But there's a lot of skill involved too. And there's a fair amount of strategy, you know, knowing what to shoot for, when to shoot, you know, it's a, uh, it's super fun. But at the same time, you don't have to be some sort of like lifer, some sort of god tier player. To jump in there and have fun you might jump in there as a first-timer novice and do way better than you expect and what's really
1: interesting that i've discovered is that there's a fallacy saying that oh man if i play in my first tournament and this person always wins i'm just going to not come anymore and that is not the case it's actually they want to come back to do even better maybe not win the whole tournament but they definitely want to get higher up uh in the place that they finish by being more competitive and trying their best. And I think that's, what's so powerful about it is it doesn't steer away people who are new to the, to the competition scene. They want to try to get better. So that's a nice thing. And we don't have the same person win every week. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to win first place finally, which was one of my goals. Um, But the, uh, it's always different every week. There's always a surprise. So it'll be interesting with this format because of the eight week or sorry, the the eight rounds would be definitely a, a lot longer. And it's not a target score. Plus, the scoring is not three, two, one, zero. It ha- gives you a little leeway with the seven, five, three, one scoring. So it'll be interesting to see how it, it all pans out. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to have people in the groups use match play to report the scores instead of having to go right to the tournament director and report the scores and then go, Oh man, what would, how do we finish again? And then have to go back to the machine to see the scores and then come back this way. You're right at the machine. You put in your results who came first, second, third, fourth, and then you're done. And then it gets submitted and it goes right into match play. And I think it's going to streamline things a lot easier than, having to go and report it to one person and then enter it in the computer. So we'll see how it goes. We've never done that before. So that's something we're going to try to.
0: No, that's a good thing. And well you make it easy for people, you know, Dan and I talked about this a lot, you know, in the uh, capital quarter league, we see people come in or brand new. And, and the, you know, they're very novice. And within a couple of seasons, you're like, man, they're killing it now. And to watch them grow and become better players and be more involved and, and enjoying themselves, which is absolute number one. It's like, are you having a good time? Because at the end of the day, that's why we're all doing this. You know, this isn't our job. This is fun.
1: Exactly. And the other thing is a lot of people that catch the pinball bug end up getting their own machine. Eventually. And then, and yeah. then it starts. It, it Yeah. So it's neat.
0: Yeah, man. And then I don't know if you and I were talking about this, Mark, or maybe you and Dan talked about it. Dan and I talked about it a couple of times, sort of, but um, boutique companies versus homebrew. Like, and what's it? Because, like, everybody and their mother now is a boutique company, it seems. Um, and I think we should have, like, uh, not a requirement, but there should be some, you know, there shouldn't be some guidelines. Like, you have to ship X number of games before you can. Really, be considered a boutique pinball company, you know. If you guys, well, okay, you know,
2: let, let me interrupt real quick. Okay, so so let let's quantify this, right? Yeah, yeah. What what is a home brew pinball machine?
0: Well, something you make like in your garage or basement or whatever, and and you're not a manufacturing company. You make one or two or like a riot pinball. They made what six or eight of their first title, and they made them, you know, in their garage. And the people that why, bought them. why did they make them? Well, because people wanted them. Right. Well, were they selling them? They actually did. They sold like six or okay. eight. I forget.
2: If, if you're manufacturing machines, whether they're hand built in your garage or whether they're built on a production line, you're a boutique pinball company. All right. Now, if you're building a machine in your garage... For personal use, you know, either unthemed or unlicensed or whatever you would do, you know, you didn't pay for the theme. I would maintain that that's a homebrew. You know, like if I went out in my garage and I built myself a back to the future, you know, out of spare parts, not a daily's back to the future, but like a new back to the future. Right. Strictly for personal use or to play with my friends, to bring around. I had no intention of selling it or manufacturing it for sale. Yeah, that's absolutely a homebrew. Scott Denisi did TNA, right? Right. Started off as a homebrew, caught the attention of a manufacturer, became a boutique pinball title. So they're not exactly exclusive, but I think that the question here is, what is the intention? That's a good point, Dan. And the other thing too, is you have
1: to understand that it's very much a passion project. But sometimes the passion expands to the public, such as Scott Denise's machine, where people enjoyed it so much playing the white wood that finally Spooky said, hey, you know what, we could produce this. We have the manufacturing facility to do it. And then, of course, it turns into a different perspective on how the person who created that game wants to have it basically distributed to the public. So, yeah, I mean, there's a passion project and then that could turn into an actual production machine. Um, One example, I don't know if you knew this or not, but did you know that the designer from that did the Sonic the Hedgehog, did he get picked up by American Pinball?
0: He did. I was going to just bring that up. So nice segue. Uh, Yeah, just this week they announced. Perfect example. Yeah, and that's like, and I hope, I'm really hoping against hope that they actually do that game. Because, I mean, you know, we've all looked at it and we've talked about it amongst ourselves. It checks all the boxes, you know, of like, oh, okay, it's a theme everybody knows. Um, It's a theme people universally like. It looks like you did a really good job on the layout and, you know, the mechanisms. And, you know, again, all the goodies are there. All the stuff that you want in a pinball machine is there. So here's hoping. Well, okay, so boutique
2: pinball companies, right? Yeah, obviously they're spooky pinball. Right, right. Like they like they are the pinball company that makes a claim to be a boutique pinball company. And they started off doing homebrews, right? Ben Hex games were homebrews that ended up turning into production machines or actually I guess he did two homebrews. And then the second one ended up being made into a production machine. So like they're, I think a legitimate example of what uh, Mark was just saying is passion project that actually turned into a manufactured machine and they actually built a company around that project. Right. 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 You know, so spooky is obviously a boutique pinball company. I don't really know if any of the other pinball companies out there, I mean, I guess, uh, gosh, I'm blanking. Who does Lebowski Dutch, I guess Dutch pinball and those guys, you know, Dutch and, the guys who do aliens now, Pinball Brothers. I guess those are all boutique pinball companies, right? They do like one title, super low production. Yeah, and
1: I think but, that's you know, that's
2: the key right there. What you said, low production. Yeah, I, you I, don't I, think I, that American Pinball is a boutique pinball company, do you?
0: No, I th- I, I look at them more like you know smaller than stuff. You know, more like Jersey Jack. You know, and, yeah, and really, they're, spooky, they're a manufacturer. Yeah, really, Spooky is on the way to becoming. You know, I mean, they started out as is, you know, they're kind of the blueprint for how to, you know, how to succeed as a boutique pinball company. But I think down the road, they're going to continue to grow. Yeah, I don't think they're a boutique
1: pinball company just because they've had several titles
2: out now when you look back. Yeah. And they are manufacturing a huge amount. They're hand built, they're low run. But that's a good point. That's kind of where I was going. It's like, do you think that American pinball produces more titles or more units than Spooky does. I don't think they did. I would say no on that just because I toured the factory. Like how many Hot Wheels have been sold? That I don't know. You think it's a thousand? It's got to be a thousand, right?
1: I'd say pretty close to that. Probably close to a thousand, I would think. I mean, yeah. they're so behind in their, in their manufacturing for that particular game, but I don't know exactly how many were actually like shipped to people. Or maybe is that just. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just wonder how many Houdini's have they made? How many Oktoberfest? How many Hot Wheels? And Hot Wheels, I think, is the one that they've probably kind of broken out with. And, you know, where where does that dividing line come? You know, like, when do you go from being a manufacturer to being a boutique uh, from a boutique to being a manufacturer? And I don't know if it's just units. I mean, maybe it's just how do you produce them? Right, right, uh, you know, how do you market them? It's just i it's a really interesting question because I really do think that you have to hold a pinball manufacturer uh to a different standard than you hold a boutique pinball company correct
0: yeah, that's what what kind of made me you know spurred this topic is like, okay well where's the cutoff point? Is there one is is there a clear line? you know, I don't know the answer really, but um. So, so what,
2: what brings us to your, uh, what brings us to your attention, Spencer? What's got you thinking? Is it Fathom?
0: Um, well, Fathom is part of it, you know, um, and you bring up a great point, um, is Fathom, um, Haggis started out, they put out their little game, you know, which I'd love to play one, Celts um, and a few people bought it and they seem to be really happy with it. I really haven't heard any complaints about it. You know, it is what it is. And since they're out of Australia, it's kind of hard to get one here. I'm sure there are a couple in America, but you're probably not going to see a lot of them. Um, but, you know, they're working on Fathom. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, are these guys, you know, are they going to be able to, you know, because people are like, hey, man, it's been a year. It's like, yeah, there was COVID, there's parts delays. And now they're showing a video where they're, uh, you know, they're get they've got some games on a line and they're wrenching on them they're putting one in a box. It looks like they're going to be getting them shipped out soon. Awesome. Good for them. But that kind of did get me to thinking. It's like, okay, at what point are these guys a boutique company? Are they on their way to becoming a manufacturer? Um, you know, what, it, where's the, you know, because they throw that around. Well, also like on Pinside, I see, you know, boutique pinball thread, and you got like, <laughs> you got like just the streets are littered with the refuse of people that said, I'm going to get up today and make a pinball company and nothing so that kind of those those things combined kind of led me to go okay what is a boutique pinball company today is there a is there a definition so that's where i'm going with it yeah i know and it's 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 a
2: great question because at the point that you go from making Celts to making fathom like that feels to me like you better be legitimate because you're bringing out a product. I mean, I'm not going to say it's got mass market appeal, but you're definitely bringing out a product that a lot of people are going to like. And if you try to build those things as one offs in your garage or your basement, you're going to be doing it for a long, long, long time. Um, you know, that's got that on my mind, you know, kind of as a counterpoint because of multimorphic, Right. Multimorphic makes one machine, you know, a variety of games, but one machine. And, you know, they recently had probably their first game with with Broad Appeal uh, announced with Weird Al. And I'm still 11 months out. Yeah, we're out. We're out until October.
1: I just found out I actually contacted Jerry. And you guys are just waiting for a kit, right? You guys aren't yeah, even waiting, waiting for a machine. Yeah, we're waiting for a kit. Yeah, we don't want to knock it until October. I'm like, we were trying to push it like, well, we're a, we're a public location. We could, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> that's weird because I thought the kits were going to come to people a lot sooner. Well, maybe they're not over-promising so that we're not disappointed. Maybe it will be sooner. But right now, I feel like that's a that very
2: Jerry thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> It has to be in today's age with all the costs and everything and the limited supply. It's, it's uh, definitely a a fact of what we're dealing with now post COVID.
2: But I don't feel like P3 considers themselves a boutique manufacturer. No, I don't. I don't see that either because they have a system in place and they can
1: just create those modules and they've done a really good job releasing different games and different play fields. I mean, at least different modules, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, I mean, it's I think the way to define a boutique company is that there is a limited supply uh, as far as inventory goes. It's meticulously put together, because if you notice, when you looked at that build quality of Fathom, when they showed underneath, pretty impressive. It looks like really good quality. And uh, it's just not mass produced, which once again goes with the quantity and the variety. So I think quantity and variety would be the variables that I would look at comparing a major manufacturer to a boutique company.
2: Right. Because, well, and I mean, here's the deal though. And cost. Fathom's
1: actually a pretty good deal. It probably would be a lot more if they knew how much the cost of materials
2: would be now. (laughs) Well, and I mean, if you look at it, how much different is the way that Stern manufactures a game? from how spooky manufactures a game. Correct. It's just a question of scale, right? Stern just has more lines, can do more things, but it's the same sort of thing. There's a production line with people standing at it. The The biggest production machine is completely hand-built. You know, Godzilla is just as hand-built as, as Rick and Morty or uh, Ultraman or Halloween or right. Houdini and, and that,
1: or damn. It's the number of employees too. That has a lot to do with it. You know, the number of workers that can assemble these games, you know, Stern, they have several hundreds of people, right? And spooky has how many, maybe 12, 14 people (laughs) at the most. Ah. So that has a lot to do with it too, to
2: define a boutique versus a manufacturing company too. I think Spencer's going to hate this answer, but I legitimately think it's just self-determination. I think it's what you choose to call yourself as your pinball company. Yeah. Like, I don't think that a boutique pinball manufacturer really means much of anything. Uh, The fact that Spooky chooses to identify themselves as a boutique manufacturer, uh, or, you know, maybe uh, Haggis does, I don't know if Haggis does or not, I just think is legitimately it's all marketing. I think that it makes people who buy your games feel a certain way. They feel better because they're buying a pinball machine from the small company, even if the small boutique manufacturer probably produces more machines than the guy down the street who considers himself just a pinball company. Right. Right. Uh, And this, in this case, American,
0: (laughs) you know, those are all good points, you know, and that's why we kind of had that discussion. Um, I don't think there are any really wrong answers. It's just, like you said, it's, it's, marketing perspective and you guys brought up the fathom and how good it looks underneath and i think a lot of the time they're taking supposedly has been in fit and finish making sure everything works properly making sure it, it looks really really good you know so when people open up that box there's no disappointment they're like oh my god look at this thing you know it,
1: the game looks gorgeous from the videos i'd love to see it in person and know, the other thing too is Think of it this way. We have a, realistically, it was a boutique company, but it was something that was brought out to be even bigger than Stern manufacturing. And they didn't produce a single game. And we know who those people are in that company, but I'll tell you something. There's a perfect example of somebody claiming that they're a major manufacturer and they didn't even qualify for a boutique company. That's so
0: also go. part of why I started that. You know that topic was right. like, like until for you fuck's a,
2: sake, we are not talking about deeproot. <laughs> <No, I didn't laughs> until say you that. put a
0: game in a box, no, and ship it. Shut no. the fuck up.
2: I done. We're not talking about deeproot. Move along. <laughs> no, no, back but to it can be anybody. Back to fathom. No, stop it. Nobody likes you. Done. <laughs> <laughs> back, back, back to fathom. Yeah. So, were you saying you thought it looked really
0: beautiful? Yeah, I think it looks great. I thought it looked kind of cheap. Really? Well, I'll tell you one thing I, I mean, didn't care for was the big logo on the back. I thought that looked kind of I, I just didn't like it. Okay, they could, like and, but I get and you know I
2: you know I don't hate remakes. I I own a, a medieval madness remake. Um I looked at fathom and I'm sure if it was sitting in front of me cuz all I've done is watch the YouTube video. Uh, it would be, you know, super awesome and shiny. It'd be like a shiny, gorgeous fathom. Right. But like from the video, especially with the way that the color changing LEDs worked and just sort of the quality of the displays, just to me, it felt fake. And oh. I, I'm sure it won't when I see it in person, but like, yeah, I was just like, oh, uh, I don't know about this. I was I was a little bit more excited about the concept. <laughs> Yeah, just and I will little, agree with you with the sound effects. Nitchy.
1: The sound effects were need some improvement, and the music was didn't really fit with the theme. I have to admit, oh, yeah, I, did, I did watch that, and I'm like, yeah, Dan has a good point there. When I listened to the music, I was like,
0: hmm. You see, if I was going to buy one, yeah. I would just buy the standard, because I if something's that good, it's like, I know you guys are like, no, 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 yeah, you're going to like Funhouse. Um, yeah, I might like it, but games like that to me are just absolute masterpieces it's like a mona lisa it's like you know it's like a 63 split window corvette don't fuck with it don't fuck it up leave it out leave it original leave it as close to factory as you can because at that moment in time the designers achieved absolute perfection well sure but for the money don't you want more I, I, You're like, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. It's just like, I don't give a fiddler's fuck about connectivity. I want to play pinball. If I want to get online and talk to people, I'll get online and talk to people.
2: I just mean more <laughs> content, more rules, um, <sighs> more music, more call outs. The problem with remaking Fathom is to, I would say, the contemporary pinball buyer now, the the Stern fan. Yeah. Like it's going to seem a little basic, you know? I mean, and, and let's be honest, Fathom is no Centaur. Like, Centaur Agreed. had a lot of really advanced shit for its moment, which Fathom doesn't. It's got some inline drops, and it's blue and green. Like, Fathom is, is a fine playfield that always got by because it has really, really good art. That's a good Agreed. point. Agreed. Yep. And, and I don't care for the music uh, or
0: sound, well, the sound effects on Fathom nearly master, much. Fathom, yeah, you I, know. I, yeah, I, If they were so, if, if they were building Centaur right now, I'd you know, I'd be selling, you know, plasma to get that game. Um, <laughs> and, and I, and I like that. I like that. And again, Oh, it's beautiful art and it's a fun game. I, I played it a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you put the top three, uh, it would be uh, centaur, flash Gordon, which I already own. And uh, Medu- yeah, there you go. And Medusa, you know,
1: a, those a, they'll all sound like the ones that are going to be remade. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the they're, ones yeah. that you're Exactly. Saying. Those yeah. are probably the ones that will be remade.
2: Um, Flash be Gordon probably won't. Yeah, because the, yeah, license- the license because it's a licensing, but yep. it really should because think about it. If you're going to make an enhanced older game, how much how much better could it get than Flash Gordon? You get that Queen license, so you could have the music in there, make it a multi-ball be, ball game. That would be cool. It'd be, it'd be so choice. Yeah, yeah. That would. Be yeah. cool. I think that Flash Gordon multi-ball would be fucking atrocious. Oh, well, that would be good. Yeah. Two, two it's ball? already, it's already so hard. Yeah. Maybe two ball. Two ball, I mean, ball oh my God, man.
0: <laughs> Cause, cause, Cause you have the, the saucer and you can lock a ball in the saucer, shoot another ball. And you have two ball, multi ball, just like creature, you know, more than two ball, multi ball cre- and creature probably just, it probably just wouldn't work. You know? Yeah,
2: and I, I think that's what happened with Creature because it does take three balls.
0: Yeah, that's you had mentioned that to me before. A couple of people mentioned that I'm like, oh really? It's only two ball, multi ball. And I think
2: they well, just, did you did you see the sticker I made for the lock bar on on my creature? It says it says install three balls even though it only uses two. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome.
0: No, but you know, uh uh eight ball deluxe is another one that they sold a bunch. They made a bunch. It's a well up game. It's, you know, I think they'd sell more if they made a remake of it. I think they'd sell it. Right. But yeah, I do
2: think that kind of getting back on track that, you know, that is, that is an an ambitious project for a small manufacturer. Oh, yeah. You know, like like they've definitely they've definitely bit off uh, a healthy mouthful. And I, I know you wanted to come back around to this, but I thought it would just really dovetail really well into this conversation about what makes a boutique company a boutique company. Yeah. And and largely, I think what it comes down to is it's just sort of how you market yourself and, you know, to an extent, the scale of your operation. You know, if Stern came out and said, hey, we're a boutique company. I mean, you really couldn't argue with them because they really don't make a shitload. Of anything compared to, you know, Sony, for example, right? Right, right. But in the pinball world, they're the gorilla, you know, they're the big guy because nobody, you know, comes close to touching how many of you know, total units that they produce. So it would be kind of disingenuous for them to be like, Hey, check it out. We're a boutique company. No, no, you're not. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if you look outside <laughs> of pinball and manufacturing as a general term, like you said, yeah, they're, they're small, you know, compared right, like,
2: like the, the biggest produced pinball machine, you know, was what 20,000 unit modern pinball machine was 20,000 units. I guess if you go back in the EM days, there were 50,000 of specific titles, but at the end of the day, you know, in terms of any other object, 20,000 is nothing. A lot of companies won't even manufacture something. They're like, oh, we're going to make 20,000. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to build that. There's no money in it. Right. right.
1: Well, I think the one positive that I saw from that sneak peek of the Fathom Revisited, or what was it called? Is that what it is? Fathom Revisited? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. It's just Fathom. Fathom. Just yeah. Fathom. And then the Fathom remake, whatever. is the storyline. I like that the, they thought it really through with the storyline to make it deeper rules. So I like that. So it'll be interesting to see how it's going to translate. Cause we really, the only game that I can see where we had a a rule set that was different from an existing play field was Beatles versus, um, sea witch. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves into a different kind of gameplay with fathom, but we won't know until we have it in our hands to play
2: so I guess we have to wait until maybe, it gets here to maybe someone maybe someone can make an upgrade kit for your original fathom yeah fathom fathom 2.0 yeah that's that's the new hot thing right that's right so are we feeling good about fathom and and they're shipping right like they've they boxed up and shipped a
0: unit is that what uh what we were seeing I believe yeah they had they had some units online I think six or eight of them you know, cabinets and they're putting stuff into them, putting the play fields in and they had one boxed up. They they literally bought, you know, put it all together, boxed it up, put it on a, in a box on a pallet ready to ship out. So, you know, they're getting there, you know, and, and hopefully folks that, you know, that jumped in with, you know, feet first and said, take my money. I'm in, hopefully they're going to get their games real soon. Um, you know, COVID's basically over, God willing, and uh, you know, life's getting back to normal and people are getting their pinball machines. So, um, you know, hopefully there'll be a couple of the shows in the not too distant future.
2: You know what I was was I was hearing the other day, and this is definitely a sidetrack from what we were talking about, but what you just said made me think about it. COVID being quote unquote over or ending mm-hmm. might be absolutely terrible for pinball because Right now, people who aren't spending money on activities, vacations, things that they would normally do, are spending it on pinball. And what the uh, going, I guess, kind of consensus is, is that now that life is picking back up, you're starting to actually see a little regression in the super aggressive pricing of pinball. And it might lead to, I mean, maybe not a slump but maybe a slowdown in, in new sales, especially as people start to move on, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who've been in pinball now for a couple of years and that's usually the wall, right? Like if you make it past a couple of years, you're probably going to be with us for a long time. But I've seen a couple of deals lately where you can definitely see what happened. There was a deal where it was like a, uh, it was a monster bash remake and a stern wars stern star wars. And it was like 6,000 each or both for 10,000 bucks. And we were debating whether that could be legitimate or not. Right. Because those games are both obviously worth a little bit more. And I said, well, if you look at what this guy probably paid for them, he, you know, it was a classic, uh, it was a classic monster bash. So he paid 6,000 bucks, you know, back when they were 6,000 bucks and he probably paid a little bit less for the Stern Wars. So this guy's probably like, Hey, I had my fun. If I can get out of it easy. I mean, get out of it easy, but I mean, I want a bass boat this summer. I'm going to be back out on the lake or I want a motorcycle. I'm going to be out riding.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you know, yeah, especially living like where I live now, where there's actual real seasons and you stay inside a lot in the winter. Well, the weather's getting good now. We were out all morning getting stuff for the garden and getting the garden boxes filled up and getting ready to transplant all our plants into the garden boxes.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, the location play is definitely improving, so that's great, but. um,
2: Well, right, because people are coming out again. People are coming out again. And locations are opening. Right. You know, one of the most exciting things is that, you know, you are seeing. And there's a lot of talk even around here about, you know, guys who want to open new locations, people who want to take advantage of the fact that a lot of stuff closed down during the pandemic and now that the pandemic is is officially ending uh, and people will be coming back out, now's a great time to try to open something so that you can harness that traffic. Right. And I mean, maybe that'll mean locations will pick back up, but I still feel like, you know, of of the top 100 things that people will open a new location for people to come do, pinball is unfortunately probably down to the 90s. Right. You know, it'd be nice if it was like, you know, 56. Mm-hmm. But no, it's probably more like 94. They're like, I'm going to open a pinball arcade. What's that? We're not going to give any money. Oh, I mean, I'm going to open a bar and grill. All right. Uh, you know, here's your business level. Uh, right, right. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, we're not at the, you know, we're not going to see a, a downturn because people are are going to be spending money on other things. But I hope everyone gets their fathoms because I want to play one. I love that game. Yep, One's, one's coming to Reno.
0: It's just a oh, matter of time, So, yeah. are you guys getting a mermaid or a standard mermaid? Nice, yeah, right on. Well, you know First talking about mermaid. they're ballers. yeah, talking about uh production. Um, Stern put out updates. You know they're they've uh, put stuff on the back burner for now to just to catch up. And uh, I like
2: that segue, Spencer.
0: That you, was good. You like that? So, uh, so, I liked it. So, we got Stern production up, right? So, April, May, Deadpool Pros and Premiums are, as we speak, are back on the line. Um, they should be shipping in soon, you know? So, uh, or or if they're not back online, the second they will be very soon. That so, was the Deadpool that you were waiting for, right? That was the Deadpool I was waiting for. In yep. fact, uh, they're still wow. going to be backed up. From what I understand, is they're making like thirty to thirty percent ish of the back orders that they've got. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, they're not even going to be catching up with that. That game's popular. It's a great um, game. Everybody wants that game still. Everybody wants that game. It's a good game. It is. Uh, I,
2: have, I have no idea why people have such a boner for Deadpool.
0: I know, and you know, and that's fair. Everybody has the games they love, and everybody has the games where they're like, eh, it's okay. You know, I don't hate it, but it's not. You know anyway yeah that's where i'm at with deadpool yeah you don't hate it but I wouldn't you, kick it out of bed for eating
2: crackers yeah, and but i'm not gonna pay and, for it and
0: you'd own one if it dropped in your lap at a good deal and play with it for a while and have fun and move it on but anyway yeah mandalorian pros and premiums are on the line again um avengers pros and premiums are on the line right now rush pros and premiums uh godzilla they're going to be running more of those in may um so that should you know coming up any day now or they premiums. may also be running um, I believe Pro and Premium, yeah. Pro
1: and premium. Yeah. Uh-oh. I know a friend of mine who's waiting for his Godzilla to get ordered and he was like in the second round.
2: So right. Yeah, I have I have two friends who are still waiting on their Godzilla premiums and they were launch day orders. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, he ordered it in November.
0: That's yeah. when it was ordered. And that's so. and that's why they put their next release on the back burner till you know, to what, like October, November? Yeah, probably because, not until expo time. Yeah, because really they, they're it. like, we've got all these orders, now. we got to play catch up. It's like, you know, Santa with no elves, man. I'm trying to get the sleigh loaded up, you know? Right. Um, uh, Rush is back online also again in. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. So uh, uh, Godzilla, more Godzillas in May. June and uh in June, Rush and Mandalorians in July, Godzilla and Jurassic Park. They're gonna be running some more of those. Um sometime in the fall, October, November, we're gonna get a new cornerstone title. More Star Wars. They're gonna run more Star Wars toward the end of the year. That's the plan as of right now. Comic and, edition or regular? Um, I think it's the regular edition. Interesting. Now, when, you Stern's, know.
2: Yeah, Stern's going to run Star Wars until we die. Pretty much. <laughs> or when their yeah, license I, runs out. <laughs> oh, well, they got, you know, again, it's the original trilogy, so it's never going to be outdated. They apparently got a good enough deal to run it the first time, and I'm sure, you know, Disney's going to keep on taking the money. And no matter what people say about that game, and I know it's got some frustrating aspects to it, it's a damn fun game that from every operator I've ever talked to, it pulls coins. It's a great earner. You know, so, like yeah, you put so Star Wars out there, people, yeah, people know the name, you know. Yeah. But you know what? Someday Mandalorian's gonna look old. That's true. Because Mandalorian is is the Star Wars of the moment. I mean, it'll still be great because Mandalorian is Star Wars, but you know, the original Star Wars trilogy is already 40 plus years old, it's never going to look older than it does now. And just, you know, you could talk to a five-year-old kid and be like, do you know who Luke Skywalker is? Chances are pretty good he's going to be like, Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Star Wars, that game's going to run forever,
0: and great game. And then towards the end of the year, they're talking about running more of the Jurassic Park home edition. So, and and you know, this is subject to change, you know, whatever's selling, whatever's hot. So, who knows? But as of right now, um, this is what's going on. with... Uh, production updates for CERN. Um, what
1: about House of Horrors? That's what a lot of people are waiting for. I got two of my friends that are waiting for that to get delivered.
0: Y- no idea, man. And that's a great point. That's a great, uh, that's that's a a great, great game, point. too. I, I think they might have brought it up, and I just didn't put it in my notes, but I don't know why I missed that. I haven't heard
1: I- about it in other podcasts about the update for House of
0: Horrors. No, you know, that's a great point. We should look into that further. For Yeah, later. we should. So, um, great um, game. That is and, an awesome and, game. Yeah, so that's that's the stern it's, production. You know, is,
2: is it though? Yeah, it is. Like it's <laughs> it's it's not. I mean, I, I just had one, right? It's a cool game. The play field in that game looks neat. It really got neutered when they took it Away or when whoever finished it after Nordman left Stern, the the rules and the the graphics and sounds package though is that that really makes good. the game. I'm telling you, the coding it, it does. Yeah, the, I mean it really is a medieval madness layout. It really is. I mean, yeah, it, the the layout's like just a straight medieval madness ripoff. It's much. not quite. It's not quite as complicated because you don't have the pop up trolls. You don't have the catapult. But I absolutely love the house. But just like. You know, and I'm not trying to to piss on anyone who's looking forward to it. Like I said, I had it here. I I really enjoyed it. Uh it was it was super fun to play. But yeah, it's just like I really walked out looking at the play field like, man, it's it's it looks great. The graphics and sounds on the display are, are some of the best stuff Stern's ever done, and it's it's got some great humor. But I really wish that you know whoever whoever put that game together had stuck with the original Nord, been designed for the ramps, because I saw the concept picture, and it looked it looked really more like medieval madness meets whitewater. Yeah, that's true. I have to give props to Cassandra Peterson, though, how
1: well she re-recorded or basically provided new content, but it felt like I was watching the old Elvira. She did oh, a she's really amazing. good job on that. Really good job. And that's what I love she's about it. It's for, so funny how her, her innuendos yeah. and her demeanor on how crappy those movies are is just awesome.
2: Yeah. She's timeless. And she, you know, her, her humor is, is so wonderful. Like she could have made these jokes in 1986 and she can make them today. And they just, they're, they're just, they're the perfect joke for the moment. So good. Like when, when the teenagers who router space, yeah. uh, intro comes and she's like teenagers. Ugh. And I'm just like, oh my God. Or, or when it's like, you know, get the silver bullets. No, not the beer. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh it's my great. God. It's, it's great. It's so, so clever.
1: And so many clips and uh, the work that was put into that with the coding and the assets and really good. And, 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 and it's, I, yeah. like I said, Lyman made
2: that game shine and i know he went deep on it but i think he left stern before he 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 probably could have taken that game so much further yeah had his time at stern not ended because man there's just there's a lot of content there but you could definitely feel like there's another layer that was just ready to be dug yep still it's a great game you know i'm i'm really glad we have one local and uh I've, I've enjoyed my time with it, but seriously, it's like 9,000 bucks. That's a super basic layout. Come on, people.
0: Homebrew. One more segue. homebrew. Dragon's Lair.
2: Oh, no, we're done with homebrews. Oh, okay. okay Dragon's, Dragons- Lair. Okay. Dragon's Lair. So, yeah. There,
0: there was a lot of debate. Apparently there was a Kickstarter and it wasn't fully licensed and it kind of got shot down. Um, I've been saying for years that Dragon's Lair would be a great theme for a pinball. You got a lot of the animation already there. It It, it, wor- it works well. I think, but
2: so, okay. So hold on. Let, let me back you up a little bit because I'm not a hundred percent up to speed on what happened. I know I saw like a post or two about it. Yeah. So I thought it was a homebrew. It is so a home you're, brew. Saying, you're saying there was a Kickstarter for what? To get money together to try to actually manufacture it. Oh yeah. And it, that's insanity. It, the guys, yeah. the guys who have the rights to Dragon's Lair have had the rights for a long time and they are they are like a steel trap, man. It's like digital leisure or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what happens. So, um, well, and then the guy saying, "No, it wasn't me. It was somebody else trying to do it." And there's a lot of conjecture, and there's a he said, she said element. I'm not even going to waste anybody's time getting to that. The whole point was like, remember before this even became a homebrew, I had said on an episode a year or two ago, "Well, you know what? That'd be a great theme. I would really dig that." You know, and and you you digital leisure it licensed it and it's just come out as a, uh, an arcade one up. So, and it's like just getting released as we speak. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of interesting timing, but so I just wanted, you know, people know that. And the second one real quick, just a shout out to these guys with very little fanfare, super hoop, the basketball theme game from, uh, Spain is going into production. You can look online. They've got a decent looking production facility. I mean, they had, Oh gosh, a couple 3 dozen lined up, you know, in progress um cabinets and all. So they're getting their game out there. So, you know what? Good for them. You know that uh somewhere in Europe's building games again. Curious how good that game is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go back to Dragon's Lair real quick.
2: So Dragon's Lair is definitely a cult classic. And yeah, you know, you can get those mini arcades, you can get them in ultra you can get them in uh arcade one up. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't do a dragon's lair machine. Like it's 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 an almost brilliant theme, right? You know, swords and sorcery games, which what was the last swords and sorcery game? game of thrones I, I guess we'll go with that yeah. Like, yeah like swords and sorcery games always sell i mean castles and dragons you know like drawbridges like imagine if if you took your elvira house of horrors like your medieval madness sort of ripoff off playfield. And did that around Dragon Slayer, or shoot, just imagine if you did a Dragon Slayer skin for like Medieval Badness, it would be so perfect.
0: Well, if you go back and look at the pictures and the artwork and what the guys did with that homebrew, they had really hit the mark nicely. They captured the theme of the game, they had a cool lock set up, I and mean, they had some cool stuff in there, you know. Um,
2: I, I think that would be just magnificent. I, I hope that they do make their homebrew. And that it gets out to the shows and that, you know, an American pinball or someone like that sees that like a legitimate company takes that idea stern. I mean, spooky, whoever takes that idea to the the licensors and goes, hey, you know, you guys are letting you guys are making everything in sight with the Dragon's Lair logo on it. They'll make a pinball machine like they, they won't do it for free, but like they'll make a pinball machine. So like, yeah, do it right. Make your homebrew get it out to the shows, get it in front of the manufacturers because, yeah, I mean, I know it will never be as good as I just built it up to be in my head where it's like the next medieval madness. But wow, Dragon's Lair would be a super cool thing. It right. would.
1: It, yeah. And what's great about it is, and I heard this from a, another podcast, but it doesn't have to be linear, just like the game where you just go into the different scenes and stuff like that. You don't have to have it in a sequence of events. It can be just like,
2: it can be okay, I was gonna go, Dude, have you, have you played Dragon Slayer? That game is ultra linear, but yes, there is a, there is a component to where the, the scenes play. Yeah. It depends on how the game is set up. Sometimes oh, you'll play right Dragon Slayer, yep. and it'll play in a very specific sequence. And then there's a degree where, where scenes can be randomized and flipped for a while. Back when I first got my mame, I was big into, uh, Daphne, which is a, uh, emulator for stuff like Dragon's Lair and Space Ace and, uh. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah.
1: I remember I actually so, rented that one time on Netflix. They had Dragon's Lair. <laughs> and I was using, oh, really? I was using the uh, controller
0: on I, the I uh, had that. I had DVD the player. Yeah, I had the box set. It was uh, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair, Two, and Space Ace. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. yeah. I gave it to my daughter and son-in-law because I quit playing it and got bored with it. And the kids didn't play with it. I'm like, you guys want this? I'm like yeah, and then like a year and a half later, they're you know the house burnt down. So um and now they're like, I went and looked at one a while back. I'm like, I was going to get them another one, you know, just yeah. as a gift. Go here, you know, to, to replace it. And it's a time I think I paid like forty bucks or thirty five bucks for one that much, and now they're like one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks because they're they're not making it anymore. Interesting. You know? They have to be on Blu-ray now, right? Uh, I don't think I don't think they really released it on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, you know? I've had the DVDs for like. Twenty years, yeah, yeah. So it's never occurred to me to go out and look. And also, you know, the problem is on the DVD player remote, they're basically unplayable. You really need a, you really need an arcade stick. And I know that that's just me being kind of an arcade snob. But it's like seriously, it's hard. There's too much. There's too much of a delay when you, <laughs> yeah, when you I've, switch I've, it. I've got, <laughs> I've got Dragons Lair on my Game Boy Color. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's Whoa. it's so crude, but it works. It's playable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sega CD. I loved it on my Sega CD. I played the shit out of that game. Yep. So excited when that came out. Because in the arcade, it was what? 50 cents a play and you were dead in like 30 seconds. Correct. So having it at home so you could memorize all the steps and actually go through the storyline was great. Dragon Slayer Pinball, man. That'd be a killer. Like that's that's a title that again, if a spooky pinball or an American pinball, like that'd be a perfect one for American pinball. What a great follow-up! To I I, th-
0: I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Hopefully, some hopefully somebody the the companies will get to see the the homebrew and they'll get the licensing rights and the company will pick it up and they'll manufacture it and we'll get it in homes and arcades. Um, hopefully, Sonic too.
1: I really hope uh, they pick really that up. Really
0: crossing my fingers because that that's game just, is I, so much fun just, to play. It looks great. Like I said, it checks all the boxes, and I, I really think they've got a winner on their hands. Yeah, do.
2: I f- I feel like because of the movie, Sonic is probably not like an American pinball's price range. Although Sega is usually pretty agreeable licensing wise, I just think that right now because of those movies, the Sonic license is way too lucrative. It would be a great property for Stern to do something with, though. Yeah, like just. You know what and I, I literally can't believe that Sega had a pinball division for like what 10 years and never made a Sonic the Hedgehog pinball machine. That's just one of those things that I just look at and go like It's a fucking, head scratcher. Really?
0: It's a head scratcher. Cause even on the on the coin door, they have sticker with Sonic on it. Like
2: Oh, on the coin door, on the flipper bats, on yeah. the back glasses, you know, like he's everywhere. Like he was the symbol of Sega. And it's just like you know how much how much more perfect of a pinball theme. I mean, there's you know like the the homebrews built off of. There's a Sonic, there's a Sonic you know pinball game. There's pinball levels in virtually every Sonic the Hedgehog game. It's 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 a staple. Right. Like true. why wouldn't you know? And and you know Sonic is arguably more popular than ever because of the new movies. Right. You know. So it's just one of those things where it's just like man, if someone's gonna do it, you know, if 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 Stern or or JJP has a design looking for a theme, you know, man, now would be a good time to start looking real hard at Sonic
0: the Hedgehog. Right. I agree. Yeah. Mark, you had a great segue a minute ago. Yeah. What, what's coming up? Well, you said something's happening local. Um, yeah, man. The so Golden
2: State it, Pinball Festival, I think. Oh, yeah. The Golden State Pinball Festival, you think. I think 12, 12 <laughs> days, boys. 12 days. Oh my goodness not 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 twelve days from when you hear this cause this is going to happen a few days later. What is the actual date of starting
0: Friday, May thirteenth, Saturday, May fourteenth, and Sunday, May fifteenth at the Lodi Great Festival fairgrounds in beautiful sunny Lodi, California. The Golden State pinball Festival is back, ladies and gentlemen, after a uh way 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 too long hiatus we just took a little year off no problem <laughs> it ain't like nobody else didn't do it the whole world did it but you know um two years off didn't we take two years off <laughs> we did we did we took uh 2020 and 2021 off no shows because it, it all started up just like two months before uh the 2020 show so and yeah. then uh 2021 show we just weren't you know just the stars did not align it just there's still too much going on and uh so um yeah man the show's back so it's gonna be it's gonna be epic as ever so um you know kicks off friday with the uh you know opens at 1 p.m and then uh friday evening uh well and uh there's also uh check check the website goldenstatepinball.org um or beautiful
1: website by the way whoever designed that and revamped it so much nicer
0: yeah, Miss, Mr. Hosier. Mr. Hoser. great job. Yes, the commish. So, thank you. Yeah, really no, nice that's it, 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 it. It's easy to navigate. Uh, everything. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's really nice job. So, um, yeah. So the, the signups for uh, there's the main tournament starts Friday, and I think there's also. Um, Oh god, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, help me out, Mark. What's the other target match play? That's on Thank Friday. You.
1: It starts at noon, and it is a 25 point target score.
0: There's there's a there's a cap too to the number of
1: people to enter. 32 people only, which is going <sighs> to yeah. be interesting because that's going to sell out like
0: in seconds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And then there's the main tournament goes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then there's the women's tournament, I believe, on Saturday. And I don't know about a kids tournament. I haven't seen anything. Um, yeah, I didn't see any it,
1: information about a kids tournament, but I know that for a fact that the uh, uh, the tournament that is the main, the open tournament, is a Stern Circuit Pro event.
0: Stern Pro Circuit, which event. is it really absolutely awesome is to finally um, see
1: that that is recognized as one of those.
0: Yeah, it, it was. I believe the last show too. I could be wrong. Oh, you might've been right.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, was it, do you remember Dan? Well, no, it it was, it was IFPA certified, but it wasn't a stern Stern pro circuit. Circuit. This is the first time. We're going to have some, we're going to have some ballers at this tournament. So yeah, you know, bring, bring, bring your big boy pants and, and be, be ready to play. There's going to be some, there's going to be some whoppers up for grabs. Big time. Yep. Uh, go to the website for all the details on the tournaments, uh, please. I mean, we can't possibly do it justice here. Right. Uh, we are putting a humongous amount of work into this. Uh, the game selection is is fantastic. Uh, we have just, you know, been beating these games into submission. Uh, we have a bunch of great scorekeepers lined up. Uh, we're going to be streaming, uh, I believe, uh, on uh, Elk Grove Pinball. So, yeah, guys, if, if you're a, if you're a tournament player and I mean, if you're the one person who doesn't already know about the show, uh, the Golden State pinball show, but happens to listen to us for some damn reason, like maybe maybe you're a Reno fan that Mark brought in. I mean, please, please make the trip. And if you're a competitive pinball player, I mean, please, please, please join in the tournament because it's it's going to be fantastic.
1: Now, if Thank I'm you. not mistaken, there's going to be a separate building for the tournament. There is. is. It's, yeah. having,
0: it's having its own building this year just for the tournament folks. So That's you're awesome. not going to have, because I was literally scorekeeping. Um, at, at the 2019 show and some guy just wandered in and started up the game like so you can't be <laughs> yeah. here and I, I had to explain to him it's like no no this is a tournament area right. if you're not in the tournament you have you can go play all the other games in both the buildings <laughs> I was like oh okay you know you, but I want to play this one I, yeah I got a, I got that a couple times so <laughs> that's why there's ropes here man get the, the fuck out of yeah, here it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah you take your quarter and beat it um, also volunteers okay the tournament um, needs scorekeepers you can be playing in the t- tournament and you can volunteer for like a two hour shift. Um, and if you volunteer in the main tournament, you get five free entries if you volunteer, correct. uh, as a scorekeeper. So, um, yeah, check, check out the, check out the, uh, check out the uh uh the website for all the other goodies i won't even go into the games list just let's just say it's a not yeah uh dan one line. uh the game list is really nice there's a great round um you know it's very well rounded so joker poker Uh, is always in there
2: there's some good stuff in the tournament lineup this year for sure guys it's gonna be choice and again like spencer said we're gonna have our own building for it uh, like I said, we're going to have scorekeepers, we're going to have streaming, uh, it should be just ridiculously fun. Um, we are putting no shortage, uh, not we specifically, cause I'm not working on it directly indirectly. Yeah. I am, but, uh, our, our tournament team is putting no shortage of effort into this. So I think that you guys will be really, really happy.
1: That is great. And the, <laughs> so that means that that spot, and I'm trying to visualize it is it going to be two buildings of the show or three.
2: It's, it's hard to describe, but it's going to be, there's going to be, you know, I think a lot of folks, you know, who know about this have kind of been a little alarmed. There's going to be plenty of room for pinball. There's actually going to be more room for pinball. It's just not all going to be in a row. Okay. So we have, I know like when you walk in from what I
1: remember in the past, you walk in and you see all the EMs, which are all in one place. Probably the only show I know that has a collection of EMs dedicated to one room. Right. And then oh, you go through. Oh, did. Yeah. Oh, Pinnagogo. Right, right. You're right. But I mean, as far uh, yeah. as like any other shows that I've been to, they're always mixed in with the other games. But it's really nice right. to have those classic games just all in one room, which is really awesome. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is... I remember then you walk into the other room and then you had like Marco who had all the new games that were all displayed, you know, from Stern and all those but other things. And then and that's the that's the room that we lost. Oh, we did lose that room, huh? Yeah, there's there's a CrossFit gym there. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I wonder how that's going to work with traffic going through.
0: It's a completely, it's a completely different building where the tournament is. It's not connected to that building at all, Mark. It's the next building over. Yeah. If
2: you know the show, forget what you know. Okay. We will still have that first building. And I think that it will be pretty much what you expect it to be, but pretty much everything else is going to be in different spots. Uh, It's all going to work very organically. Uh, You know, it did require some adjustment. Unfortunately, we really liked the old layout, but that's fine. You know, all we needed was uh, was games, uh, rooms to put the games in and people to come to those rooms and play the game. Yep. And are we shooting for 400 possibly? I know we had that many the last
1: time, which was incredible.
0: We had like around 350 last time. Okay. I think
2: I, I... I don't want to speak to what's going to actually show up, but I think that we're going to have a a magnificent selection, but maybe the scale will be a little lighter. Who knows? Maybe it'll get bigger. Maybe crazy things will happen. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about it is it's very
1: easy to move g- games in and out because they got the nice large, you know, garage doors and just wheel them right in. And the facility's perfect for that kind of thing. And then the, uh, you know, that other nice thing is there's plenty of parking. Um, one of the thing that makes things that makes it really unique is the campground. I heard rumors going around Actually, actually um, I can't make it official, but I'm hearing that there might be a planned pin golf tournament on the campground. So
0: yeah, that's, that's another rumor. And, and I'm looking a good forward to that if that um,
1: happens. And then there's the might, you know, the, the midnight madness stall ball tournament, that's probably going to happen. And
0: but so that's, that's a lot of fun that's stuff, stuff to look for. You too. know, that's stuff that's it's all neat stuff, but that's all stuff that people just kind of do on their own. It's not right. like, it's not an officially, you know, GSPS sanctioned part of the event, but what is is the flip and Friday kickoff dinner.
2: Right. And yeah, just real quick before we move on, we don't, I mean, we don't speak for the show. No, we the don't. The podcast doesn't. No. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, you know, even though we work with the show, uh, We don't speak for the show. So yeah, you know, don't, don't take anything that we're saying as gospel. We're just fanboying. Right. And the other
1: thing too, that I did see on the list of games, which piqued my interest is a no good Gophers 2.0, which didn't even, didn't see that coming out of left field. And then uh, there'll be a Totan, which will be interesting to see. And then of course the Rudy's Nightmare.
0: Yeah, the yeah, with, all, with yeah. all the upgrades. Yeah, yeah all those, from those, planetary are, those are going yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome that I'm, they're bringing those.
1: And maybe uh, a Weird owl but I'm not saying that
0: as fact. But I wouldn't say trying. it at all because it's not on the list. Yeah. It ain't on the list, and it, yeah, again, it just yeah, I haven't seen anything. The, the rumor conjecture mill. Let's leave that on the side of the road until uh, you know, until the we, until the homeless guy shows up at the gate with it.
2: Uh, we 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 are the rumor conjecture mill. Yeah, okay, <laughs> is that
0: okay? That's fine. Nothing's no, fact fine. right now. This is no, just no, no, all no. conjecture. No, no, yeah, That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mark and, and God, God, I love. I hope one shows up, but we don't know for sure. But it's great. What is going to be there? So the Flipping Friday kickoff dinner. um, and we can go back and talk about the others in a little bit. Uh, I wanted to get to that real quick because that's um, um. there's still tickets available. You get your tickets online. Go to the website, goldenstatepinball.org, uh, or just in your search engine, GSPF Pinball, and it'll get you there uh, if you're super lazy like me. But anyway, so the Flippin' Friday kickoff dinner, it's a nice dinner. Um, the Girl Scout troop puts it on. I'll tell you what troop number. I got to pull that up. Every year I have to ask which uh, which one it is. Cause I always forget. Um, it is Girl Scout troop 1895 and, uh, um, they help with it, put on the dinner. The food's going to be magnificent. Uh, the menu's actually on the, on the website. So you can go check it out and, uh, it's a good time. And we also, um, give out the Steve Charlotte spirit award at that dinner and uh that's really near and dear to my heart and all of us who knew Steve and want to honor his memory um so uh we're going to be doing that it's a lot of fun good food good fun uh good uh camaraderie and friendship and I see all friends and make a new one
1: so that's going on Friday and Saturday I attended that dinner uh 2 years ago when they had it and I'll have to say that I was Pleasantly surprised how well the food was, as far as just how you were served. It felt like you were in a fancy restaurant, and the food was outstanding. It was like gourmet food. It was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was really good.
1: It's It's really worth the money.
2: Yeah, really. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic event. Uh, You know, it's it's for a good cause. It's it's put on with a lot of care, and uh, you know the the quality of of the eats is fantastic. Plus beer and wine. So
1: exactly. And the, on top of can, that, you can socialize with people without yelling over the machine noise,
2: which is nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's no, a great point, Mark. Awesome. That's a, a really good it's point. It's a great
2: way to, to cool out, to chill out at the end of a day of pinball. you yeah, said, eat a, eat a big meal, uh, and, uh, and, and have a couple drinky drinkies and, uh, and celebrate, celebrate our good friend, Todd, uh, and uh, his wife, yeah,
0: who were just Todd and amazing. Susie who are the amazing recipients. parts of the community? Yep. If you've ever played a rare or unusual or interesting game at a Northern California show, i.e., Pinagogo or Golden State Pinball Festival, there's a good chance that it was Todd and Susie who brought one of those games. Or if you ever went to Sparky's Barbecue and ate cake and cookies, uh, they were made by Susie. I absolutely guarantee you a good good chance. So they're they're the uh, recipients, the honorees this year of the Steve Joan Spirit Award. And uh it, it just it's it's a real good place to be in a lot of real good feelings and boy we sure need more of that right now, don't we? We sure do so and that's just i'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling pretty good too so that's just friday man you got all that going on and and the possibility of pin golf it, it's a camp out at night and other fun stuff um saturday the tournament will continue the games the showroom floor will continue the vendors you can pick up parts saturday morning there's the swap meet which is always man you will never know what you're going to find at that thing um and you have uh, sparky's barbecue sparky who will not be in attendance this year gave his blessing, and uh, that we can still use his name. The barbecue is going to be put on by JJ uh, uh, Babbage and uh, 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 George Gonzalez this year, and uh, they're going to be hosting that and putting that together. And it's uh, they're going to have brats and hot dogs. And then if you come, bring something. Bring cookies. Bring drinks. Soda and water always good. So is beer. Um, it's it's a private event.
2: Yeah, But if you're interested, we're pretty easy.
1: Yeah, nobody usually says no. Uh, In fact, I met Spencer and a few of the people because of Sparky's Barbecue. And I wasn't even part of Pinside because it was like part of the Pinside group. (laughs) And and then I had joined Pinside after that,
0: which is funny. It actually started out, yeah, because if you look, Sparky's been on Pinside for like 16, 18 years. I mean, he's one of the OGs. But it actually started out with sacramento pinball group even before pin side that's right. how far that's how far back uh that pentagogo and sparky's barbecue go and sparky started simply with a simple reason of like well there was nothing to eat there you had to leave the show to go get something to eat so he said hey i'll, I'll bring hot dogs and brats and, and grow them up if somebody else will bring buns if somebody else will bring condiments you know well, do you so, want to
2: know what you want to know why we really started it Or why he really started it. Why? Because the show was so busy on Saturday afternoon that there just, there was no point in being inside of the, you know, the Pintagogo barn. And so we decided that that'd be the perfect time to hang out at his trailer and eat <laughs> and, and drink beer. No, that's <laughs> to eat and drink beer. No. They would cut out and go to movies like right after the barbecue. I remember like basically. That. I remember that, you know, it was just, it was so busy on Saturday. So yeah, we decided to do that. Cause I mean, there was always food, you know, we always had the, the, the guys making hot dogs and stuff, maybe, maybe one or two years we didn't, but yeah, you know, and that, you know, we did that. And originally it was a real small private party, but like I said, you know, if, if you're cool and you want to be a part of the group, we don't turn you away. So like, if you come up to someone who's organizing the barbecue, even if you're not buddies with us and you go, Hey, I heard about this on, on you know, spinner is lit. Can I join in? There's a pretty good chance. We're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> and they have a lot of food. And I'll
1: have to say that Sparky's knows. I mean, i mean in the past. Yeah. He knows how to cook brats. Cause I'm from Milwaukee and I felt like I was at home.
2: Nice. So this year, this year, we're no good. Sparky, unfortunately, but the, the ball has been picked up, uh, by, uh, George. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and Mike G and JJ. And, JJ. And Spencer's going to be involved. And I've just, I've heard a lot of names. You know, uh, everybody, most everybody's usually, we bring a dish. Shannon. You know, we bring, yeah, Shannon, we bring plates and forks and anything. So if, if you're interested in being involved, I mean, you know, throw throw a little extra, a couple six packs in your cooler or something. Uh, and please join us. Um, a great offer time. As always, great, great social event. <laughs> to our, our dozens and dozens
0: of spinners lit listeners.
1: Yes. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. And then, uh, a sa- a Saturday evening, uh, after everybody's fat and happy and back playing pinball or just sitting under a cool shade, you know, cause hopefully God's willing, the weather will be good. Um, there's also the game raffle. You can take home a pinball machine. Um, they're giving one away Saturday. I think it's, uh, I think the tickets are still five bucks. Don't quote me on that. In fact, let me look. They might have gone up this year, so I'm not sure. Um,
2: I'm not sure what the games are. Yeah, I don't know what the games are either. If they are what I've heard that they might be, you're going to want to spend some money on some raffle tickets. There you go. Well, last time they had a really
1: nice one. They had, what, a
2: fishtails and a
1: lethal weapon? Yeah. Those are nice games. And they
2: were in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. If, 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 and I mean, I don't want to say anything because it's, it's, I'm, I'm 100% not sure, but I think that the games that we have this year are even better. Wow. By a mag, by a magnitude of betterness.
0: (laughs) By a magnitude of betterness. I like that. A
2: magnitude of betterness. So, so so many more betters. So many more betters
0: is right. I like that too. And it is still five bucks a ticket. So, Saturday evening, the drawing is 5 30, and whoever wins that gets first choice of, of what of one of two games. Uh, that's always been the way it's been in the past. And uh, the second one will be Sunday at 4 30. So, $5 a ticket. And all, oh, all I've, the I've heard dude, what the
2: games are you can win a jive time or you could win a hurricane. There you go. Can't, no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's not true. Do not listen to me.
0: <laughs> I do remember one year. Uh, Somebody won, this is, oh, this is back in go-go years ago. This is, oh God, eight, 10 years ago. Maybe more. It's hard to remember anymore. But when the game's actually, like literally the lady, uh, she'd won the game. She actually picked the other game. And uh I don't remember what one of them was an old EM and the other was like an early solid state. She had picked the early solid state. The EM actually, a coil caught on fire like 20 minutes after they drew the Saturday ticket. Oh gosh. And they, ended, they shut it down pretty quick. They took it into the, the medical room and the medic the pin medics got it back up and running. And it was just kind of funny. It's like, hopefully it won't catch on fire tomorrow. Uh <laughs> <that> prize was hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. So yeah, so um uh, Games must be picked up by noon Monday at the show site. So if you do win one, talk to me, and make arrangements. Um, all proceeds from the raffle and pinball machine drawing go to our charity partner, Worlds and Wonder Science Museum. And you can look at that on the website. And, uh, um, yeah, so uh, they've got that. They've also got uh, – there's um, – Saturday, there's a silent auction and Saturday and Sunday, there are also other raffles where they raffle people donate other prizes. In the past, there's been original pinball artwork. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, our own practical Steve, shout out to practical Steve. Uh, he had bought an original piece of artwork that was the original artwork for the back glass for the Gottlieb Pink Panther machine and somebody had donated that and, uh, he had won that in uh, either a raffle or a sign auction. I think it was a sign one auction. He had won. He had really wanted that. That's one of his favorite games. So, um, lots going on, man. Um, and that's just Friday and Saturday. So, um, Sunday to get, of course, game raffle number two, uh, is going on. And then, uh, more of the, uh, Sunday raffles. Um, so that's the golden state pinball festival. Um, Mark, you had brought it up and I didn't want to cut you off, um, about, cause you know more about this. Cause you're closer to, uh, uh, planetary pinball being, uh, based out of sparks, Nevada. So they're bringing a, uh, uh according nightmare. to the list,
1: I was looking at the list. They're bringing a no good gophers 2.0, which I'm really curious to see how that looks, uh, a Rudy's nightmare which probably is the one coming from Reno, I'm assuming. And then the, uh, Totan, the, the, uh, 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not 2.0. It's something, whatever it's called. Yeah. But they're all fast. They all use the fast, uh, uh, board set, I guess you could say the fast system to be able to do all those things. So, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to try out that no good gophers. I want to see how are they going to make that game deeper? be interesting.
0: Yep. There's there's a uh, on the website um for Golden State Tumbao Festival. There's a sign up.com link and there's a there's a bunch of places you can volunteer. So if you've been to the show at least twice, you should be volunteering for an hour or two or whatever. And uh you know you get you get extra cool goodies by volunteering. And yep,
2: you get a, you get a uh volunteer pack and it's got like a lanyard and a special name tag, and
0: don't we give you like
2: a food voucher?
0: I think in the past. I t- and is that just for anybody volunteering? Is that just for people bringing games? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay,
2: so, but if you volunteer for two shifts, you get free admission, and that's like what sixty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad deal. And and the other thing too is um, they uh, if you if you bring two games, yeah, if you bring two games, right. And it's not too late to sign up games. So if if you are in Northern California or adjacent enough that you don't mind schlepping in a couple games, it is not too late to sign up your games. Do it at the website. Right. Uh, to- totally worth your time. And again, if you bring two games, we, we comp you into the show and you get some other goodies. And I think that we have a day where you can you can like start playing early and get some food. And speaking of food, what are the what concessions are they? providing i know last time they had like uh, i can't remember who it was I, I i wouldn't imagine that it's going to be a lot different than what we had last time but i'm not in the know on that do you know anything spencer spencer's on mute uh the food last time was actually <laughs> incredibly good that yeah, was good so, i mean they had like uh, like um like sausages they had and tri- they had something they had like else. a tri-tip sandwich, tri-tip that would sandwich. Not quit.
1: yeah I remember it was like out like where the uh where the swap meet's gonna be, like under those coverings or whatever. They were like right outside yeah. the main door. I don't know how they're setting up this year, but
2: Well, we had a tent where you got the food and then we had tables underneath those tables. This is, I mean, if you haven't been to GSPF before, uh, but you have been to other Northern California pinball shows, this is such a cool facility with a ton of space, a ton of shade. Uh, There's camping and I believe the camping's all sold out. So if you're not in on it, you're not in on it. But, uh, you know, so if you did get a campsite or if you have friends with a campsite, it's easy to break away and go take a break. Um, not backing on the facilities for any of the other shows, but in those shows, it's a little bit harder to find places just to hang out at this one. It's really easy. And trust me, uh, the show itself is so big and there's so much to do. You, you, you might need a break. Yeah. And it's great to hang out in the campground with buddies. Yeah, you probably can't take it all in, in, in one fell swoop. So, yeah, you know, you definitely want to take a take a break and and, and grab a, a beer or some wine and hang out in, in the, the beer gardening area, uh, have a hot dog. And it's, uh, you know, we're going to have hundreds of games. Uh, the show is put on by super dedicated people, uh, all locals who, you know, really, really care. About the product that we're putting out there, you know, we want everyone to have a good time. We want everybody to to know what's great about the community, and uh, you know, we are we're super we're super gratified. They're super gratified, and and we are by extension that we can put this on for you. You know, that's that's why we volunteer and we put the time and the effort and we bring games. Did we mention we're going to have deathmatch Metallica? You no, we did not mention that. We need to mention that. It's gonna be badass, um, you know. We got we got people who and and like we we're kind of saying earlier, we don't speak for the show. Uh, the show itself has its own official announcements, and that's all on the website. But there's a lot of unofficial fun too, you know. If if you do have friends, or if you can go out there and make friends. There's, you know, the campsite has, you know, quite a, probably more pins than some small shows that you've been to. Um, That's a pleasant surprise
1: is the campsite (laughs) is like the post, the post show, when it closes,
2: then that opens up, which is great. I (laughs) haven't, I haven't heard if medieval or not medieval, but if midnight madness is going to make it this year. Yeah, it's up uh, in the air. We don't know. Um, yeah, we did do. We had a midnight madness event a couple of years ago, that was just super fun. Super fun. Um, like just there's just it 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 starts early, it goes late. I mean, it's laid back, but it's also super intense. Like this is really the the best weekend of the year if you're a Northern California pinball fan. Pentagogo is great. California Extreme. Super great! Um, if you happen to be making your way up north, Seattle, great show. I, I know that the uh, show, that the Colorado show is supposed to be great. And I I've, I've you know I've been to a lot of shows. I've never seen anything that is quite as good as GSPF.
1: It really never is been a to good Texas show. Texas Festival,
2: yeah. Never been to Expo, but it's a great show. Uh, believe me, I I'll, I'll put our shit up against anybody's. It's a sleeper hit. Is the way I could.
1: Describe it. People don't realize pinballs, what they're missing pinball's out on. Best kept secret. It, yeah, for the most part. And uh, to go reiterate off what you said, uh, when Shannon and I were in uh, Chicago for the pinball Olympics, we got inspired from Jay, who put on the tournament where he linked two Metallicas together. And the way it works is when you hit behind that fuel shot, which is that dead end shot behind the targets, it tilts the other machine so you're playing trying to get the most points but you're also trying to tilt people out for those people to get the least amount of points so it's really a cool dynamic to play head to head on the same machines but tilt each other out it's really fun
2: see and i'm not even sure if we're going to have rules or maybe we'll come up with something but i know the way that we were playing it at league the other night was it really wasn't even about getting points it was just about killing your killing opponent. Killing opponent, yeah. Who can and kill then, the, per- the opponent first? I think that would be the best and, way to do it. And then we ended. It's a, it said. Then we ended up with teams. Oh, cool. So we were having like two and two and three on three. And the funny thing was, I mean, you know, you have your guys in there who are just stone cold killers and they're great pinball players, but that shot is tricky enough that like you can find it and and get two three kills real quick but as soon as you miss and the ball's out of control it gives your opponents a chance to plunge back into play and recover and get control and start killing you and uh yeah it was really intense there was a lot of trash talk we might have to have some rules about uh you know profanity (laughs) because we, we were telling each other to go to hell and using all kinds of languages that if we weren't friends we'd probably be fighting um yeah, man, it's it's a great experience. And I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a real flavor bringer to the show. I don't know how we're going to display it, but we're going to come up with something cute. That's, a, awesome. that's another
0: great point about our show is is, well, I want to point out you bring out, you know, I call the people put it on. No one gets a penny. In fact, we all spend a lot of our own money to make this show happen. And it's it's your show. If you come, it's your show. You make it work and you never know what you're going to see. In our little show, like the Winx Metallicas, people will always bring something interesting and rare, or uh, they'll take a a, a common game and they'll Rewrite throws. What was the, the, uh, demo man. Somebody brought it years ago, demo man on steroids. And, yeah. and you you never know what's going to show up there people. And I know for a fact, there's some homebrews coming. I know there's some other surprises. I won't say to you get there because if you show up, you're going to be like, no way, really? That's cool. So, you know, I want you to be a little surprised. So, um, but that's, yeah, man, that's golden state pinball festival. It's, it's, I've always said, it's like, it, even back in the days of, of Pin and GoGo, is still there, and it's still a wonderful show, and it still has that that vibe of like an old R. Game cartoon where they cleaned out the barn, filled it full of pinball machines, and put on a show. And 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 to a larger degree, Golden State Pinball Festival still has that same vibe to it, because it's at a fairgrounds, and uh, it's got that same down home grassroots um, you know feel to it. Um, and that's what makes the shows, our our NorCal shows so so special and unique. That's
2: Central California Ag Town Pinball Show. That's right. Or I guess Northern California Ag Town Pinball Show.
0: Yeah, man. That's that's it. So I think that's I uh, do we have anything else we want to cover tonight?
2: No, man. I'm just I'm excited. We got, you know, just just about two weeks here. And, uh, you know, it's 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 what we look forward to. I'm sure we'll give you guys a wonderful recap of the show at the end of the month. But if you can join us, please, please join us. Absolutely. And uh, the Reno
1: pinball tournament that we're doing tomorrow is kind of a kickoff for Golden State. And that's partly the reason why some of the guys from Sacramento are coming down. It is not affiliated with Golden State. No, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nope. But it's Reno's, definitely something. Reno's our homies. They're our comrades <laughs> in arms. We love them. Or
2: or and, our and enemies. Northern <laughs> California is rolling in to take your shit over. There you go. The, the, I'm Reno, bringing, the Reno. I'm bringing, boys I'm bringing and the girls. EGPC. I'm 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 bringing I'm bringing Alex i bringing the killers. Yeah, I know. It's going to be the,
0: intense. You know, people always represent it. It's a, it's a NorCal show so well. And we got a lot they of are,
2: people going to Golden State. A yep, lot. They're so, they so wonderful. Yep. Uh, absolutely. The Reno pinball crew is is second to none. Uh, great, great collectors. Great games. Uh, super friendly. And uh, yeah, man, you know, uh, you guys are honorary. You guys probably don't want to be honorary parts of Northern California,
0: but you are. You know what? And the you same are, goes for the capital quarter
2: pinball league. They're there ain't, great. There nothing going on in Nevada besides you guys <laughs> until you get to Vegas. There you yeah. go. No,
0: it's it's a yeah, no, great group of people.
2: I want to see what the Winnemucca pinball community's like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's like four rusty pinballs sitting on a table in some back room. <laughs> you never know. Somebody could nah, start let's, let's Let's take it home, baby. What do we got?
0: We got a shout out for thank yous. I had something I lost my train of thought. I'm just so jazzed about the show.
2: Yeah, we all are. You know what? I've I've always got shout-outs and thank you. Uh, you know, to Mark and Spencer for for just being the men. Uh to Brian, you know, he's 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 back to work. He can't be with us like he used to be. Um, but you know, he's he's always near and dear to us. Um, you know, to all the Capital Corridor Pinball League guys, all the coordinators, all the hosts, uh, you know, to to Press Start and Reno and uh and Jim for, for putting on those events for Mark, for being part of that as well. Uh, I had a great time, uh, that Thursday or that Tuesday event, and I'm going to try to make it up there for a lot more. So, uh, and just, you know, I'm feeling the pinball love today, man. It's, it's, it's our season. So, yes, it is. you know, let, let's enjoy it. Thank you guys.
1: Thank Shout you for me. Uh, I want to thank Dan Armstrong, who's putting on his first tournament, uh, first weekend tournament we've had in a long time, but he's willing to take the lead and try out his first tournament. We're obviously going to be there to support him. Uh, And of course, to Kevin and Jim for getting those machines up to par so that uh, the tournament goes smoothly. Of course, John Simpson, um, who runs Press Start and keeps that place tip top shape and, and awesome for people to visit and have fun. And, uh, so looking forward to see how it goes tomorrow and, and shout out to Sacramento folks for making the trip down here on a, on a Sunday and knowing that they have to go back probably later at night to get home. But thanks for taking the time out of your day to come down and participate, support us and, and, uh, give us a major competition.
2: Oh, and an anti shout out to other Dan for punking out. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was hoping Dan was coming, but oh, well, things come up. No, Dan is coming. Other
2: Dan is. Yeah, coming. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Life gets in the way, guys. It happens. So, yep. um, and, you know, it's playtime. So, yeah, now, well, I, my shout outs are to the to the all the wonderful, uh, you know, the the uh the organizers the board um of the Northern California Pinball Association who puts on the Golden State Pinball Festival um these guys put in literally hundreds of hours again nobody gets a, a penny it all goes everything beyond the simple operating cost uh goes to you know local kids charities it helps out people in the community especially young people and to them and their tireless efforts and all the volunteers and all the people that bring games and volunteer and work the door and, you know, make food and pick up trash and, uh, you know, keep score and a thousand other things, move tables and chairs and on and on and on um, to all them, man. Um, this show only happens because of well over 200 wonderful people who give their time and a lot of time and money every year. So, to them, we salute you. That's it, guys. let's roll this up and take it take it home and we'll see you guys in uh twelve days in a wake up. I believe uh play pinball, keep, keep America strong. strong.